What's up, everybody? <clears throat> you are tuned in to The Elks Call with The Elks Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do You Even Outs. And today we have a very special guest of the Winnipeg Hangar and Wisconsin weatherman, Mike Dandria. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, how we doing? Good, man. Good. Really stoked to have you on. Uh, stoked to talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers <laughs> and the Edmonton Elks game. That's going to be coming up here right away. Um, so today on the show, what we're going to do is we're going to run through the last game, that dreadful 0-6 uh, on the season, 20th home loss in a row. And after that, we're going to go ahead and discuss the upcoming game here that's coming up in an hour. And then after that, we're going to go over the Edmonton Sports Update. And then we're going to ask Mike Dandria some questions here. So it should be a good episode. Definitely. So we're just going to get right to it. We are actually going to be very brief in the first little bit. We all know how it went, right? So and we do have a game here coming up. So I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time in these anymore <laughs> so let's just get right into it uh we had the week six game against the fire cats finishing up at 37 29 so uh within that first quarter i'm just gonna rush through this um we did have that short kick starting from soft yeah. which resulted in the tiger cats losing the ball so that was that was a really good start for Edmonton that was surprising that got everybody excited it seemed like it was going to be a good game yeah <laughs> and uh, you know we see some really good runs by Cornelius uh he got the first down and then he threw it just a little too far uh which caused French to not get there in time Unfortunately, but Faithful did show up this time, and he did his he did his job in this game, and uh, he got us our first field goal. So that led us to the second quarter. Uh, we had a 24 yard completion by Cornelius. Yep. Uh, number 22 Brooks was ready for that one, but unfortunately, they couldn't really do much with that. So uh, we we did see a couple of sacks though. Um, or Schultz, I think that's his name. Schultz, the quarter, yeah. yeah, the quarterback, yeah. Uh, the Tiger Cats quarterback. Uh, we had number 90, Rudy Ely, and number 45, Niles Morgan, exact Schultz. So that was, I mean, defense seemed to have showed up so far in the game. So yeah, um, we also some really good throws by Cornelius there. Uh, we, we had that first down to Dunbar, and then we saw that really slick you know, wrist flick to more. I yeah, remember seeing yeah. that in the game. And I'm like, oh, I have never seen Cornelius do something like that. <laughs> you know? um, he seemed to be in a little bit of trouble. He spun away and um, fortunately threw it to the end zone for an incomplete because French could not hang on to that ball. No. No, he had a, he had a tough time with that, uh, you know, in that first half. So. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we saw a couple of those not being able to hold on to the ball. So. Tough kind of describes Edmonton's season. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this as I was looking up some of the stats and some of the plays. And you know, when you were, I don't know if here in Canada they did that, but when I was little in Mexico, we had this project that we would have to take care of eggs 
and making sure that we didn't drop them and we would just like you know draw little eyes and they would be like our babies and we had to make sure that we didn't drop these eggs for an entire week i feel like we should make our team do that <laughs> just give them just give them something to practice ball security because that was not fun to see no what i mean now isn't working so anything you know <laughs> Obviously, you gotta do something, right? You gotta do something. It's better a baby, giving a baby to hold on to, and they can't drop the baby. So, <laughs> um, we did see another kick by Faithful. Yeah. Gave us another three, and then uh, Tie Cats starting getting their touchdowns because once again the Elks could not stop the run. Can't stop the run. Big problem for the Elks this year. And I mean, as you know, going speaking about the run, we're going into this Winnipeg game, and Winnipeg can run. They don't need uh, necessarily a Trevor Har- or uh, sorry, an Andrew Harris. They don't need Andrew Harris back with Brady Oliveira now. Uh, like, I mean, they're they're, they're going to run through the Elks. Is going to be my my predictor right now based on what we've seen. So, anyways, but yes, that was the first half. I mean. Uh, We'll stop there a little bit really quickly just to get some some opinions here. I mean, what did you think, Mike, based on what happened in this first half with the Elks? Uh, well, um, <laughs> I mean, like you said, ball security is a, is a big thing. Um, but, I mean, it just seems that the team can't really get anything going. And, of course, last year wasn't necessarily a great year for them either. Uh Scout, you may be able to answer this off the top of your head because that's just the kind of person you are. But when is the last time Edmonton won a home game? <sighs> October 19th, I want to say. It's either October 9th or October 19th. Uh, but I was there. Or it was, it was, yeah, like October 17th, one of those dates. But uh, it was definitely in 2019. And, you know. Uh, like, yeah, I was there, I was there with a good friend, Stan the Caddy. That's, he was there for that game. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, as a Winnipeg fan, historically, uh, you know, Commonwealth is a hard place to play at until, you know, the last three years, four years. And uh, it's just like, what what happened? Yeah. No, it's, <clears throat> I mean, with the organization. That is. Everybody's, everybody's yeah. asking the question, what happened with this team? What is happening as, uh, as for Dustin Nielsen, right? It's. Yeah. It's like, uh, there wasn't really many personnel changes in uh, from 19 to well, of course, 2020. We didn't have the season, but to 21, was, was there a lot of personnel changes? I mean, of course, yeah. you know, teams change a bit every year, but I mean, you're also oh, going to get the you're also going to get the conspiracy theories theorists that say that it was the change of the name yes. that cursed the team the and conspiracy yes. <laughs> we hear it in day in and day out that it was a name change and it's cursed and oh, that's well, why we're <laughs> even right now in, you know, in the group, they're still talking about it they're, they're running polls right now in the facebook so group over the name change. sorry mike <laughs> you know i think that they should go back instead of the elks they should just go back to ee because that just kind of describes the sound that all of Edmonton's fans are wow. having right now. Oh, savage. Wow. Savage. Hey, man, for the oh, W, you know what? We did not invite you <laughs> on our podcast to roast us. Wow. Now, you know why we get enough of that online anyway. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're used to it. 
hey, you asked my my opinions on it, so I think yeah. I'd give it to you straight. That is great. That will be a real. That's yeah. for sure. Stick, <laughs> stick a force fork in us. We're done, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. That one hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Eagle on the fly. But all right, let's move on to the second half. Um, we did have the first down by Dunbar mid midfield, and then we saw the beautiful completion in front by number three, Iron Four, for the yeah. second down. So, uh, but right away, right after that, the Ticats answered back, and they got some really good runs of their own. Uh, they were, of course, they're going to take advantage of the fact that the Elks can't stop a run, so they run it in for another touchdown. Yeah. Um, then Cornelius tries to avoid the sack and throws it away right into the hands of the Ticats, so they run it in for another touchdown. Oh. And from there on, it's just your usual third quarter Edmonton out, so. Yeah, and it's... We've talked about it on the Elk Call. We've talked about it on Every Twitter. <laughs> we've talked about it in the turnover. That like this season, we've had one good third quarter. And, yeah. Like and even then, it wasn't good. It was <laughs> decent. It, it was, was it was, it was competitive. It was good enough. It was good enough. <laughs> but we're not even saying that it was good. No. So like it's been painful. Yeah. Right. It's it been has. really really painful. It has been. Um. Well, they did have a little bit of a casualty there. Uh, Schultz got taken down, and he yeah. had to be taken out of the game. So we had uh, Taylor Powell coming in uh, with his first CFL appearance. Yep. So he has yet another touchdown, which, I mean, good for him being a rookie, <laughs> being brand new, but yeah. bad for us. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, they decided to bring Daigie in. So that was another change, right? Now we're going back to switching our quarterbacks. I'm not really sure exactly garbage what I time. think about that. <laughs> it's, it's a garbage time play, right? They wanted yeah. to get Daggy a little bit of experience and a little bit of uh, just they wanted him to get some more snaps in. Mm -hmm. So might as well get him primed and ready. Trey Ford, that's a conversation yeah. for after this. Uh... Yeah, yeah, another another day. Um, he does get a completion, hands it off to Brown, and he runs it in for a rushing touchdown, but I believe that one didn't count. There was a penalty or something in there. Um, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh the the old oh, oh I think we lost <laughs> We may have lost Mike. Mike. He'll come back. We'll continue with this. We'll get him back in here. It's yeah, that's what he gets. Maybe yeah. we kicked him out. Now I feel like now I feel like we're you know kind of close to TSN twelve sixty. <laughs> like we finally had our first draw. This is amazing. It's great. Awesome. Well, if, if people didn't notice, he was driving. So that's that's Wisconsin yeah. style. That's what he said, right? Like, you do everything truck. in his pickup truck. Yeah. But, um, we also call that Berta style too. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's, that's uh, <laughs> relatable. They're not too different down there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, after that, uh, the O-line seemed to do their thing. We saw uh, Kevin Brown going in for that uh, rushing touchdown. You know, in my Great notes job. here. Uh, oh, we, we have, got Mike back. We have Mike back, so I am just... I think we're good now. Yeah, oh, you're you back. Go. You're back. I yeah, said I go. just had to make sure that people knew that we didn't pick you up for being me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I make one comment, all right? <laughs> uh, yes, but we'll continue. We were just talking about Kevin Brown and 
the funny thing here is in my notes, I put Kevin Brown equals little. So, <laughs> you know, he's a very small player. And one of the things that I recognized during the game is that the O-line wasn't being consistent enough. You know, when you have a shorter uh, player that is trying to make it through and push it through, you have to make sure that you're making goals for that player to go through at the O-line. And it was not consistent enough. Uh, we did see a couple of those, but not every time. And I know Cornelius was throwing him on the ground quite a few times yes. to get him to run through. And... Well, and you and I had talked about this as well, right? You have that problem where um, we're talking about a game of milliseconds. Yeah. So the play call, the, the, the playbook, everything within that play states, you know, you should be running in. And as you're running in, your guys are going to make you this hole to truly make it a game of milliseconds. Unfortunately, what we saw was um, the O-line just not be able to make those holes when the play call required it. So that part was very, 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 very... It was obvious. Yeah, Yeah. it was painful. Um, After that, we did have McAllister from the Tigers going in and doing another really good run in a touchdown. So we were lucky for the penalty there. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take it. We'll take it in any way. Um, and then a couple of really good completions by Daigie with a touchdown by Dunbar. So, I mean, even in garbage time, once again, Daigie showed up and did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, a game of 29, it's still decent enough. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's definitely, while there were some improvements, there's definitely a lot of things that the team can do to get better. So, I think so. The next game is in less than an hour against the Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Bombers. Winnipeg. <laughs> so yeah, what what do you think? What's gonna happen? Well, I think that uh, O'Shea is gonna want to have the uh, the answer after a kind of embarrassing loss to Ottawa. It was you know Scout was talking about it earlier how Winnipeg is known for historically having a pretty good run game. Uh, but last week, Ottawa had an answer for everything in Winnipeg's running game. They got the least amount of yards, I want to say, since a game in 2015 was the last time they had as few yards as they had. Uh, so I think that they're going to want to take advantage of a lackluster defense, uh, if you will. Um, so they're going to want to get that game running, just get the momentum going, because that was a tough loss. Uh, but another, I mean, we'll just kind of address the elephant in the room early on. Lawler's coming back tonight, and Kalaros is Mr. Reliable under center. You know, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a statement game for the Bombers. Yeah, I uh, I do believe that the Bombers, they're, they're, they're kind of hungry for a win, right? So they're going to be coming in um, hoping to... They're, they're hoping to defend home turf. I mean, you're playing against the Edmonton Elks, but this is where we say that this may be one of those trap games. Yeah. It's uh, Edmonton does have something to play for. They they want to play for a win. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, but if I feel like it would be more of a trap game if, say, Winnipeg blew out the Red Blacks last week. Yeah. Like, well, we're hungry for it. We definitely are. So, 
Yeah, no, the Edmonton Elves, the fan base, the organization, they all need a win. If they, they may come out hungry enough today. I don't exactly have uh, full faith, but that being said, we're still going to order Chinese, um, watch the game, get pumped on it, and go ahead and pray for a win. Yeah. And, I mean, we do have uh, some injuries in the team. So Okay, what's the injury report? Um, I mean, we do Woodley yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad with names. Really He's awesome. out with an knee injury. We have Andrew Garnett with an abdominal injury. Aaron Grimes still out with his knee injury. And uh, just a couple of new developments is Niles Morgan and Jamin Kellen. Jamin Kelly. Which those ones are very unfortunate, both of those. Yeah, Niles Morgan, that's a tough one. I mean, Aaron Grimes, we really want Aaron Grimes back. However, mm-hmm. uh, Jamin Pelly being out. That's a brutal one. He's a big cog on that D-line, so it really does suck that uh, Jamin's not in. And then Niles Morgan as well. He's been um, he's been pretty pretty defensively sound. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he hasn't necessarily had ma- any major issues. Um, he had a, he had obviously that fine. He just got a big uh, maximum fine, I believe. So that's a little bit disappointing. But that being said. Uh, we're, we're starting to see the injury bug now come through. Mm-hmm. So when we have the injury bug all of a sudden becoming a thing in the middle of the season, when we're already struggling to get wins, mm-hmm. things are about to get a little bit interesting here mm-hmm. in Edmonton. So, yeah, well, I mean, we saw that last year too, right? So yeah. we started getting a whole bunch of injuries. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately at that time, it was a lot of like, well, there goes the season mentality, right? Yeah, it's well, and I, I do think that I do think that you know, to some degree, we are allowed to feel that bit of impending doom and to feel that little bit of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. about that for sure. However, you know, the injury injury bug popping up, especially right now for the end, just it's the last thing that we really needed, I believe. So. <laughs> There's one thing that we can say is that there's no pressure for the Elks to win or lose. So yeah, we're so, just going to enjoy the game. We're no, going to enjoy some football. <laughs> yeah, totally. And no expectations. Honestly, in my opinion, I don't think I really have much for expectations on this game. Yeah. Um, I just, I kind of just want to enjoy watching football and just not putting pressure on myself or my mental health for an Edmonton Elks <laughs> win. And that's, uh, that's honestly where yeah, we're at with this team. Very now. much so. The the reality you is know, that prior to Kalaros coming to Winnipeg, it, it was the same thing for me. Uh, you know, we had we had some rough years uh, leading up to the two Grey Cups and three seasons, but uh, leading up to that was rough. So I know I know what you're going through. Yeah, well, and for Bombers fans, right? It's interesting to see the support from Bombers fans going through this right now because the Bombers went 29 years without a Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I, as much as I felt bad for that fan base, at the same time, I get what everybody else is saying with the Edmonton Elks, where yeah. you kind of want to, you kind of hope they get the win, but if there's a joke to be had at the end of the next loss, then... Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean... I, I it's kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and that's just yeah. it. People forget, I, I think, I, maybe it was our past guest, uh, Sammy G, that said that we were spoiled. Right, the Edmonton Eskimos, the Edmonton Elks fan, they yeah. were spoiled with a whole bunch of wins, and now that we're in going the mid 2010s, oh yeah. Now that we're going through uh, 
you know, a little bit of a, a bad period, they're not used to it and they're expecting a lot more and not realizing that this happens in every single, for every single team, for every single sport, that they will go through really rough patches. Yeah. It could last years, so. Well, and even, I mean, the Toronto Raptors, right, were a basketball team for, what, 20, 30 years, or uh, I want to say 90s is when they came in. I want to say, like, late 80s, early 90s. So, I mean, they were a team that existed for 20, 30 years before they got their first championship. So, I mean, I get that we're talking about a nine-team league, but the parity... Like you can you can you can tell where teams are built for dynasty right now or teams are built for uh long success, lengthy success, just like the Winnipeg yeah. Blue Bombers. I mean yeah, I Mike's Mike's watching it himself right mm-hmm. now. And I mean Mike gets to watch the Blue Bombers a lot more closely than we do. But I'm outside of looking in, I don't I, I don't really disagree with them being in a dynasty position right now. We're just not there. That was a thing too that, like, uh, you know, that going into this year, there were some question marks. Are they are they gonna after that loss in the Grey Cup? Are they gonna get back to form, or is that loss gonna really impact them? You know, going forward, because that was a tough loss. Uh, but here we are, you know, starting the season on a winning note, and well, I mean, four and two, they should have won last week, but hey, you know is what it is but i mean you take the tough losses you move on and you know all it takes is a couple string a couple wins in a row at the right time mm-hmm. you can get yourself yep. another great cup we saw that in 2019 yeah yeah well and the bombers too i mean they they are starting to age where it matters um the d line you got jeff code and uh, jefferson out there doing their thing really jefferson Wish he was in green and gold, but unfortunately he uh, chose to re-sign in Winnipeg because he liked Winnipeg. And he's one heck of a player. He doesn't look like he's running out of gas anytime (laughs) soon, right? So, yeah, with with some of those guys, you do know that they will be aging at some point, um, like to the point of retiring. But I think that Winnipeg genuinely still has another three years of Three to even possibly five years of retool for more cops. Like, they're still going to be a contender for at least five years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I mean, it, it does hurt to to age a couple, for a couple guys to age like that. But, I mean, they're still, I mean, they're still playing at the top of their game. It's just, you know, nobody gets younger, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. No, that's exactly it. So, speaking of both of these teams, they're going to be squaring off here right away. Uh, guys, what do we have for predictions? When, what, what, who's gonna, mm. who's gonna win tonight, Mike? Who's gonna win tonight? I think Winnipeg. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you know I'm a fan of the team, but like I said, I think they're gonna come out really hungry. I think they're gonna come out swinging uh, right off the bat. So Edmonton's defense is gonna have to really brace for that. Uh, if, if they can have a couple good stops right off the bat, then I think that uh, it'll at least be a competitive game. But if they can't make those key stops early on, then yeah, this one's going to be, it's, it's going to be a tough loss for the Elks. Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely agree. I mean, if the Elks can somehow find their defensive footing tonight, and especially without Jamin, which yeah. is a big one that we talked about, so if you don't have Jamin in there, you're kind of running on uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, you don't have much in the tank there on D. 
Mm-hmm. We're really hoping that the D all of a sudden magically makes this happen tonight, stops the run, uh, stops a couple of those critical plays early, and you know actually takes the game to the Bombers. Yeah. Do I think it's going to happen? I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I do believe the Elks are going to lose this one tonight. <laughs> I do believe they're going to lose by about uh, two two major scores. So. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, that I'm sounds on, about fair. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I don't expect a win. I'm all I'm hoping for is a competitive game. Yeah. Right. I don't want to see a sweep. I don't want to see a, you know, just shutout, the, yeah, the entire a shutout. Not a sweep, sorry. Uh, but I just don't want to see the. I don't team. think we'll see a shutout. I don't think so, but that's what I would hope that we don't see, right? That's yeah. when I would be extremely disappointed if that happens. Um, I think I, they have what it takes to make it a little bit competitive, but I do think that Winnipeg has the advantage here. So, Yeah, no, for sure. Attendance, um, I want to say because the Elks and the Elks aren't exactly the biggest heavy hitter, it's a Thursday night game. Yeah. Um, I'm saying somewhere between twenty to 25,000 are going to show up to Investors Group tonight. Um, I do know that there's a couple of Elks fans going out there for the game. Uh, so I want to say Jake Taylor of K97 there um, off the radio. She ended up, uh, I, I want to say that her family is actually going down. It's either her and her family or her family is going down. So uh, there is Elks fans that are going to be there tonight. Uh, Mike, do you have a prediction for the attendance? I'm going to say out of that 20 to 25 range that you gave, I'm going to go a little closer to 20. I'll say about 20 to 22. Nice. But mostly because Thursday night game and, I mean, like you said, Elks aren't really heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on from the bad news. Let's <laughs> Let's stop talking about the doom. Yes, the impending doom. Let's stop talking about that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So let's, uh, we just have a super quick Edmonton sports update for all of the listeners. So, did you say Edmonton sports update? There you go. Okay, this is your Edmonton sports update. The Edmonton Riverhawks are in action down at Remax Field against the Ridgefield Raptors to finish a three-game series. Opening pitch is 7.05 Mountain tonight. The 8-9 Edmonton Stingers in the CBL will face off against the Vancouver Bandits tomorrow in Vancouver in the second of four straight road games for the Stingers. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. Mountain. And tonight, the winless Edmonton Elks are in Winnipeg to take on the Blue Bombers. Kickoff is at 6.30 Mountain. Catch the game on TSN and 6.30 Ched. This is the Elks Herd. You're up to date. <laughs> I think you, yeah, you like that a little too much. But now we'll move on to, to, <laughs> to what we all, we're all here for and is to learn more about what you didn't know. More you didn't know. The more you didn't know with Mike Dandrea. We're going to go ahead and ask. The more Mike. you didn't know. The more you didn't know. Because if we said the more you know, uh, we're going to get sued or something. Yeah. <laughs> so right. we're going to go ahead and ask you, Mike, a bunch of questions here. And uh, let's get started. Yeah. So what are these questions relating to? uh they're relating to your new realtor gig that we're gonna go ahead and plug right now no uh it's it's, it's all about football so 
we're we're talking football. You're an American. We're Canadians. We're somehow friends, and we make content together. X Y Z. We got to know why you became a football fan. Like, what sparked your curiosity in football? Well, I was born in Pittsburgh. That should already say it enough. If you know, everyone knows American Steel football, fun. Pittsburgh Steelers, just a historic franchise, and I'm a diehard Steelers fan. And uh, I grew up Super Bowl forty, and uh, I mean Jerome Bettis's last Super, or well, I guess it was his last Super Bowl, but his last game in Detroit, his hometown, to take home a Super Bowl win. And then fast forward a couple of years, the Santonio Holmes catch in the end zone. Like, that's the stuff I grew up on. So, nice. like, how can I not be a football fan, you know? That's very true. So, how does a guy from the USA end up liking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that is a, a funny story. And I am not the only Wisconsinite that, because, uh, of course, now, like you mentioned, I live in Wisconsin. But, uh I am not the only Wisconsinite that loves the Blue Bombers. Uh, there is another gentleman here. I believe his name is Joe Pritchard. And, nice. Uh, he follows like my my social media and stuff. And uh, yeah, nice. he uh, he's another Bombers fan in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And uh, but I just I like them because I'm a, a Winnipeg fan. I like the Jets. That just came to be as. A kid, I like the original Jets franchise. I just had a fixation with planes as a kid, so uh, <laughs> that's how that came to be. So, so. Uh, then when they came back in 2011, I mean, it would have been a crime to not root for these guys that I did when I was real little. That yeah. I didn't even know what color the blue line was, <laughs> and uh, so uh, it just kind of came with the territory. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. You need to start a club, you know, for any. Wisconsinians. They're called they're called Wisconsinites. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah, for Wisconsinites, I like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, well, Wisconsinites for Winnipeg. <laughs> Joe Richard is actually uh, he's a pretty prominent member of uh, the Twitterverse. So Joe, yep. Richard, that's pretty cool. Um, so shout out Joe. Yeah, he lives in my in my town. So. That's oh, unreal. That unreal. Yeah. Well, let's uh so I know you came to Edmonton in 2020, as Scout has said before, <laughs> has told me before. Well, so what do you think of the uh Edmonton in general and the Commonwealth Commonwealth Stadium? You know, I'm not just saying this because I'm on an Elks podcast, but uh <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the city. Um and I did get a, a tour of Commonwealth and it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I believe that was before they went with the EE football team. I think they were still branded as the Eskimos at that point. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a fun experience overall. It was kind of a spur of the moment. Remember that scout where it was just like, Oh, let's go to Commonwealth. See if we can get a tour and walk yeah. around. Sure enough, we did. So, so yeah, so we ended up getting tickets to the Oilers-Jets game the night before. He's Mike was specifically in town for the Jets game. Mm -hmm. um, so we ended up going to first round. We had beverages. We ended up winning drink rail seats for the Jets game. 
So COVID is like dropping, like COVID is here. The world is slowly stopping as we're like walking around. We're seeing people with like Lysol full, full hazmat suits and, you know, Lysol uh, garb and everything else. And like, all of a sudden they're like, you know, they're all wearing, everybody's wearing gloves and masks and all this stuff. And then as we're sitting there, we find out the news that Rudy Gobert ended up licking a microphone in the NBA and got, you know, a bunch of people sick with COVID. So that's dropping as we're sitting there at the drink rail seats, enjoying like, you know, fantastic times. Um, so then like that night, pretty much they shut down the NHL. And then we wake up the next day and shout out to Derek Yeomans over at uh, the Elks office. Our boy Derek, mm-hmm. he ended up actually hooking us up with a tour. We got to go walk around Commonwealth for around like, you know, 20, half an hour or so. And... Yeah, we we were we were walking in. We had fun. We stood up, set up at the top with uh, our good buddy Stan the Cad, and then, as you know, Stan the Cad. And then uh, at the end of it, we see Derek, you know, kind of waving over at us like, "Hey guys, can you guys like get out of Commonwealth now?" We're like, "Okay, sounds good." So we go walk down, and as we're walking out of Commonwealth, the news is MLB shuts down, NHL shuts down, all sports. <laughs> yeah. So hey, Scooter, remember we're. We were supposed to go to Calgary that night too. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, we had really weird, stupid plans, and we were gonna go have a blast. And yeah, we were gonna go watch a hockey game down in uh, down in Calgary as well. And, and everything shut. Down. And everything shut down oh, that night. So um, yeah, so that was that was that. And uh, you know, ever since that night, Mike's been trying to make it back to yeah. uh, back to Canada. Well, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. I, I was in Winnipeg in March for a Jets game, so I made it back to Canada since, but uh, I haven't made it to Edmonton since. And well, you technically made it to Wisconsin, but just the wrong side of the state. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah. I've been down to Wisconsin a couple of times now, and uh, every time I'm I'm nowhere near nowhere near Mike. I'm not close enough. It's a couple hours drive out, and mm-hmm. even last time didn't have a car, so I. Uh, a good story here would be I wore my Eskimos, my Eskimos right. jersey into a Wisconsin bar and it was free happy hour. They had spotted, spotted cow, right? <laughs> spotted cow. So I was rocking. I'm wearing my Lion and Kugels hat right now. So watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so these guys, everybody's looking at my jersey and they're like, that's not Green Bay Packers. What is this thing? And I'm like, guys, CFL, Edmonton Eskimos. And they're like, Oh yeah, I think I've heard of that team. Yeah, and you know, it just kind of became something crazy on its own right there. And uh, the spotted cows went down really well. So it was. Uh, <laughs> they always I, do. I love Wisconsin, and it's kind of funny because Wisconsin and Edmonton, um, even like within the sports teams, they have a couple weird little parallels and a couple little right. weird things. Like, um, you know, they're big, big hockey state because they're so northern. Uh, they're pretty big in their mm-hmm. on their hockey out there, right? Um, yes. And then you also have like Mike Riley, our former amazing quarterback for the double E. He actually used to play for the Packers and actually used to uh, in training camp there. He didn't make it through preseason and make it through training camp, but he was a backup to uh, Aaron Rodgers. So um, yeah, I mean like those guys have remained. That kind of sucks though. <laughs> it's not like it did anything good really no it did i mean he became, he became a legend <laughs> up here but uh, i mean poor guy right he had to settle for the different yeah. a different green and gold which 
in our opinion, we would much rather Mike Riley play for the Edmonton uh, Eskimos. But oh, sorry, the the player <laughs> formerly known as Mike is now Michael, in honor of his late mother. So always, it's 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 mm. a good reason to switch it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, Mike. So you're a sports fan. You mentioned uh, Pittsburgh, right? So. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that you're also a, a, a Pittsburgh uh, Pirates fan as well, right? Well, actually, you used to be a Pirates It's fan. unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a love-hate relationship with them. And, uh, you know, like, I I have tested the waters with kind of, like, rooting for them again this year just because <laughs> the ownership has – like you know at least showed and i don't care if they lose 162 games if they show that they're gonna put the effort in place to put a winning team on the ball field like when they brought back Kutch, when they extended reynolds when they extended hayes uh it's like okay i may start to slowly root for this team again uh but i was saying if they have a fire sale at the deadline again this year uh i'm finding another team and i did find a team for a couple of years because the jays were supposed to play in pittsburgh so uh that was actually my team for that was my covid team we'll say Uh, just because i gave up on the pirates when they uh they traded kutch and they sold the farm when they could have easily rebuilt the team and you know bob nutting the owner they call him bottom line bob for a reason and uh so um yeah no he's still the owner but since he did (laughs) Like, you know, show the steps that he's trying to put a winning team on the field somewhat. Yeah. Uh, and they drafted Skeens. It's like, okay, I will I will test the waters and slowly start to root for these guys again, even though they suck right now. <laughs> so you know the pain. You understand the pain. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Very much so. <laughs> so with you being a suffering sports <laughs> fan yourself, what words of encouragement do you have for Edmonton Elks fans? And then he laughs. And then he laughs at the question. Oh, this is good. So what what you want to say is there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But I am a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's just endless suffering. Um, but other other franchises, save for maybe – the Leafs hopes at winning a Stanley cup and mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns uh, attempt at being relevant. Um, yeah. Aside from those, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So <laughs> it'll turn around. I'll then. give you that. The only thing is, the only thing is that the, uh, you know, the Leafs won't win a Stanley cup and the Browns will always be as useless as a pair of basketball cleats. Nice. Nice, I like it. You know what? That is encouraging for the Edmonton <laughs> We need any oh sort of form of encouragement that we can get right now. Uh, no, like that definitely can help. Perfect, fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, last, last thing we should mention, Mike, you have a lot of stuff going on. You're a weatherman, uh, you're also running the Winnipeg Hangar, and now you're a realtor. So is there any, what, like, what's your socials for all of this? Yes. What's your tags? Plug it up. Let's go, like, promote yourself. Ah, well, I have uh, my real estate page is Mike D'Andrea, comma, realtor. Um, and then I have my weatherman page, which, same thing, Mike D'Andrea, 
uh, spelled like the name Andrea with a D in front of it, and then yeah. dash W-E-A-U. Uh, that would be my weather stuff. And there's some comedy gold on there, too, uh, like s- sneaking song lyrics into forecasts. I just posted a TikTok about that yesterday. Okay. Um, and, of course, the Winnipeg Hangar. Give that a follow. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my sh- social sprawl, if you will. I'm over on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. TikTok, I'm just real Mike D'Andrea. Um, nice. yeah, that might be a, a play on someone's Twitter handle, but yeah. go there. <laughs> no, I like it. Just a little bit of everything. I love it. Yep. I, I got to dip my hands in a lot of things. Otherwise, I get bored. Well, exactly. And even with, you know, what we're what you're doing over at uh, Winnipeg Hangar, we hope to have you out at IG Field you know, doing a little bit of coverage uh, one of these times here in person. So uh, you, you've got a massive... That's the goal. Oh, man, you've got, you got, you got your hands in, you know, five different pots right now. So um, that being said, we know that you're probably going to want to watch this Winnipeg game that's going to be coming up here in less than 10 minutes. Winnipeg versus the Edmonton Elks. Uh, Blue Bombers, as we said, uh, the predictors don't look good for the Elks tonight. However... Still going to be good. We're going to get our munch on. Mike, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. This was great, man. Hey, thanks for having me. This is always, uh, it's always a good time to talk sports and, you know, have me on anytime, even when the the Bombers aren't playing, feel free to give me a call and I'll make time for this. Oh, for sure. Appreciate it big time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to go and we're going to be glad that we are not the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly just make the e sound <laughs> we are out with that hey, we're saying today we're gonna say we okay that's uh we. let's turn it around. Oh. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much to our viewers thank you once again mike really really appreciate this guys and we're gonna catch everybody next time on another episode of the elks call this is the elks herd signing off Have a good one. Cheers.